I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. back to the Artie Friends podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today is another episode of WWYBD, What Would Your Bestie Do? We started that this year where we could answer specific questions that you guys have. So we put up a question box on Instagram and then you send them in. I have pooled the questions today revolving around like exes, dating, relationships, friends dating exes. So if that's up your alley, stay tuned. We're going to catch up and do our peaks and then we'll dive into all of those answers. Yes. And just a reminder, these episodes we do every single month and we've kind of fell into the pattern of doing them the last Friday of every month. So just know that if you're loving these episodes, loving the Q&A, we do them every month, the last Friday of every month. And yeah, keep an eye out for the Instagram to send in your questions. And if you're in our Patreon, patreon.com slash already friends, you can submit your Q&A in there and those Patreon members get priority for getting their question answered by us. So just a little plug there. But yeah, let's catch up. Okay, perfect. Okay, so catching up. I feel like my life's been pretty normal recently. Looping back to my goals I set for the year, it was, you know, stay sober through June, to do all of these yoga classes, to find the balance between the podcast and the store and just kind of like get my life cleaned up. So it's kind of one of those things where I'm like putting in a lot of the work behind the scenes, but there's not this like exciting show of stuff to say, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But I internally feel the best I've ever felt 
really quick, I'm going to do like a, a loop back of last year because last year, April was literally the worst time of my life. Like I can't even believe that it's been a year and I'm in such a better headspace. But I just feel like that should give hope to anyone that so much can change in three months, six months, a year, whatever. I just feel like I am so much more balanced. I have time to do things that I want and so many personal areas of my life. I have just made like big strides. So some examples of that, I guess, of like what I've been up to on Sunday, I actually took the time to like talk to a bunch of friends. Kara and I talked for quite a bit. We caught up. I called Diddy, our Jamaican friend. So we got to talk for a little while. I like made good friends with one of my yoga instructors. So we've been meeting up and getting coffee. My sister came with me to yoga last night. Went to lunch with my dad and me and my mom tried this new restaurant called Lola's in Omaha. Oh my God, it was so amazing. It's one of those places that you're like, so should we go back tomorrow? Because I'm like already craving it. So I just have been really trying to be intentional about the people I'm spending time with and how I'm spending my days. So I'm feeling really good and balanced, but not much to um, say about it, I guess. Yeah. And we kind of talked about tapping into your friendships, like maintaining really good friendships and relationships in the episode with Lindsay Wedgworth. And when she was talking about that, it reminded me that I saw a statistic that loneliness and not seeing other people is just as bad for your health as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. And that's like one of the silent killers of people is just loneliness. So it's so true. Like you really need to communicate with your friends, make an effort to see your friends and go out of your way to talk to these people because it's something that can easily pass by. And it, you know, where you're just not talking to people and you become lonely and lonely. So no, that's such a good part of your week. I'm so glad you got to balance, reset, see those people. That's so nice. Absolutely. What have you been up to? I... I'm like drowning in work, TVH. So I'm kind of the opposite of you where it's like, maybe I'm like last year, April Allison, because I'm just trying to find the balance of it all because I'm getting a lot of freelance work and I'm getting a lot of content creator work. And then I'm trying to have a personal life and personal life and content creator life just start to blend. And I don't know, I'm trying to find the balance of it all. I really feel like right now I cannot do it all by myself. So someone throw a life best or something for me because I'm <laughs> definitely drowning. So I'll be your life best. I got you. Yes. Do you want to come produce another video shoot uh, for me, please? <laughs> just take my spot. Um, no. So that's just kind of the reality of my life right now. I'm, I'm like staying up to like 12, 1 a.m. doing stuff. And then I'm like waking up and I'm like, I it's 8 a.m. And I'm supposed to have this other video for this brand deal done three days ago. So I'm late on that. And but our flights need to be booked for this shoot that I'm producing. But then also like I have a brand that wants to gift me clothes and they reached out two weeks ago and I haven't had literally two minutes to sit down and pick like the things that they asked me. This is all very not real life problems, but it's just like, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm being overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yes. That's the good word for it. No, I think this is actually an unintentional great conversation because that is exactly where I was at last year in April. Like I was helping a friend like make their website and New Wave was getting so busy and I was also starting to get more brand deals and you're like so excited. So you want to say yes to everything. But I think this goes back to being a good quote that we talked about on a recent episode where it's like, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And you and I both just have a lot of interest. And it's like, you're like, I want to do the shoots and I want to see my friends like, and I want to post, I want to get these clothes and I want to make that TikTok. But it's like so hard because you don't want to say no to those things. You just want to be able to have there be like 48 hours in a day. Yeah. Um, But it's made me 
realize something upon looking at other people is like, there's always that downside. Like when that pendulum is so high for something in some areas of their life, like let's say right now, like career wise, like you're killing it. And so like someone from the outside looking in might be like, oh my God, like how is she doing all this? She's flying everywhere. She's like getting these deals. But then on the the backside of your funding, we're like, I'm so tired. Like I don't even have enough time to do all of this. Or maybe someone for me right now where I'm like, yeah, my life is more balanced. I don't have the store open as much. But now, well, obviously I'm making like half of what I made last year because my store is only open two to three times a month now. So then there's like, like, yeah, maybe I'm more happy and peaceful and doing yoga, but maybe I don't have as much extra disposable income that I had at this time last year. So there's always that like give and take that no matter what, like if you're looking at that person on social media and they have the cutest outfits and doing everything, like their house might be like an absolute fucking disaster. Maybe they haven't seen their friends and family in months or whatever it is, like it's not possible to do everything. So I think it's just important that we all, you know, realize that for ourselves too. So we aren't beating ourselves up when we can't do everything. Mm -hmm. Or if you're living a life where you're doing one thing really well, and it's like, maybe you're feeling unsatisfied because you're seeing other people do a million other things or more things than you're doing. And you're like, wait, am I not doing enough? But it's like, yeah, just know that that person's behind the scenes. Their house probably is a mess and they probably aren't getting to spend quality time with people because they're making a lot of sacrifices faces and it's like that might not necessarily be better. So yes, I resonate with everything you said. And I know that I need to make a decision on things, but I just keep putting it off because I don't know, decisions are hard. And if you are struggling with some decisions, go back to our episode a few episodes ago (laughs) about making big life decisions because I probably need to address this and figure out like which rabbit hole I want to go down and like actually commit to it. But I don't know. I just, I will keep, I'll keep grinding until I get a break and then I'll reassess. Well, with all that being said, was there a peak of the week moment in there? No, literally none. Not at all. No, I think my, I'm just totally kidding. My peak of the week is probably getting my house clean for spring cleaning. We did a spring cleaning episode. I keep plugging all the episodes. I'm sorry. I'm being a little plug whore right now, but <laughs> I ha- I'm finally cleaning my house and it feels so good. And I'm finally getting rid of stuff. Finally, like deep cleaning, like doing the tips that we gave in the episode of like getting the rag, putting like real cleaner in, scrubbing the walls. Like I'm finally doing that. And that's just like giving me peace. So yeah, I think that's my peak. It's just like getting my house ready because I'm about to leave again for a bunch of trips and I cannot leave my house if it's messy. Like it has to be clean. So mm-hmm. I feel like taking control of that aspect of my life weirdly has been my peak. That's what life is like when you're 26. Your peak of the week was cleaning your house. No, it's Cleaning is probably my number one form of therapy. It's just so satisfying to me because I can immediately see the mess. And then after, it's just this quick change that you're like, I feel so much better. I love it. I'm My peak was going to be kind of similar. So March, I mostly did the spring cleaning of my apartment side and like my closet, those drawers, those cabinets, whatever. And then this month, I've been focusing on New Wave's closets cabinet things. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling much better. But my main, main peak is that I got my taxes done. And if you guys have been following along, I literally feel like I talk about taxes all the time. But when you're an adult and you're a business owner, taxes like rule your life. And this is not something when I was 18, I never thought about taxes. I mean, sure, maybe I'd look at my paycheck and be like, wow, that sucks so much went out to taxes. Well, if you think it sucks when you're younger, just just give it 10 years. It like, it gets so much worse. <laughs> like taxes in some way, like actually kind of rule my life because every 
single expense I make, I have to figure out like, okay, is this a personal expense? Is this business? Is it going to be a write-off? Every single time I get in my car, my Mile IQ app mm-hmm. routes my drive and I have to classify it as business or personal mm-hmm. and then put it in whatever bucket it is. Like literally all day long, I have to think about expenses, taxes, and money. It's inescapable because if you don't, you can get royally screwed like I did last year and owe a kidney. And that's also why I was so stressed out last year because I had to pay in so much. Long story short, my peak of the week is that I did not have to pay in this year. I mean, I didn't get a very good return because I did do some 1099 stuff, but I didn't have to pay in and I could have like cried. I I mean, I internally cried. Like when I got off the phone with my accountant, I was like, I can breathe. I think I literally like slugged, slumped out of my chair onto the ground and was just like, okay, I'm not, I don't even need to do anything for the rest of the day because I have that elephant off my back now. Mm -hmm. And this is also the end of April. So Also, every person listening probably just finished their taxes. So I'm sending you well wishes and hope that you guys get returns. And if you don't, I'm very, very sorry. Um, I've been there. It sucks. It's the worst. Definitely recommend hiring an accountant because the small fee that it costs to hire an accountant can save you thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes. Cannot recommend having an accountant enough because... I know my accountant is kind of expensive, but again, thousands, we're talking thousands of dollars. So it pays for itself. I know it's scary to invest that type of money and it's not even that much. I I really was scared to hire an accountant at first. I thought it was gonna be like an arm and a leg. I think my, the first accountant I worked with was like a fee of $300, $400. Now the one I work with, I think is like $500, which thousands of dollars, guys. So if you are even just the smallest of small businesses or starting out freelance, getting an accountant. If you need a recommendation, you can message me or my brother who does personal finance at Brady Kirkpatrick, I think on Instagram. So he'll send you a rack. Amazing. Well, we couldn't not have this episode without some quality adult advice. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Let's read your guys' peaks of the week. Okay. First up, we have Rihanna. She said, it was such a good week at my job. The teaching field has been tough this year. Well, I'm really glad to hear that it was a better week because my heart always goes out to the teachers. Right there with you. Kaylee said, finishing my huge senior project for college was her peak. So congrats. I'm sure that is just the biggest weight off your shoulders. And Maggie said, picking up my new t-shirt design. Maggie, we've shouted her out on our feed before. She has this really cute Etsy shop, Merely Maggie. So I'm definitely excited to see what new t-shirt she has in store. Another project peak. Hilda said, finished all my projects. Time for a month-long break. Look at you guys crushing those projects, knocking them out. We are very proud of you. Love that. All right. So the first question says, I'm a recent grad and I moved to Chicago after school. A lot of my friends from college live here and I love them, but I want to branch out and meet new people. My first question is, how do you go about meeting new friends in your early 20s? And two, how to cope with the fact that you grow away from your college friends after you graduate? Wow. This is such a good question. I feel like everyone kind of goes through this after college, whether that be growing away from your friends or going to a new city and meeting new people. I feel like to answer that first question... We can tackle that one first. How to go about meeting new friends in your early 20s. We've given advice on this before. So hopefully we're not repeating ourselves too much. But I feel like you have to tap into the communities that you want to be a part of. So try going to a workout class. And my friend is so good at this. Like She will go to a new workout class and like instantly become friends with people because 
it's not as scary as you think. I think everyone there is so open to meeting new people, but you know, sometimes it can be like, how do I talk to this person? But what a better way to find people with your like-minded interests than going to a workout class of something that you like and chatting it up with the instructors. And then maybe they'll introduce you to some of their friends that take the class. Um, I feel like that's a really good place to meet people and to start. I would also recommend getting like a very, very part-time job, especially if you already have like another career at maybe a coffee shop or something smaller like that, where you're literally just doing it to like meet the customers that are coming in and the other staff. Like it could really make you feel fulfilled and like you're a part of something by doing that. Mm -hmm. So many friendships come from jobs and working. So I I love that tip. Part-time job at a boutique or a coffee shop. I had a friend who worked a full-time job. I have two friends actually worked full-time jobs in New York City. One worked at a luggage store and made such good friends at that look, like just working that on the weekends or special events. The other one did the barista life on the weekends and made really good friends from that. So yeah, don't be afraid to pick up another job. Yeah, I really love that advice. Trying to think what else. I think also don't be afraid to go on those apps like Bumble BFF. I have friends that met people on Bumble BFF, met up for coffee. They hit it off with those girls. Also, don't be afraid to use Insta DMs and even just like post on your story, like just moved to the city. If you guys know anyone who lives there, I'd love to get connected. One of my really good friends, Corey Faye, I got connected because I moved to New York City and my one friend Rebo was like, hey, I have a really good friend lives in New York. You guys should meet up. You should hang out. And her connecting us like turned out so amazing. So I feel like don't be afraid to ask for those connections too, because everyone loves, you know, introducing their friends to their other friends. And if you're friends with that middle friend, then you'll probably get along with the other person too. So that's perfect. Okay. And then the second part of it was how to cope with the fact that you grow away from your college friends after you graduate. Yeah, that's tough. Maybe just the, you know, that quote that's like, you have friends for reasons, seasons, and what's the third part? For a lifetime. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of college friends can end up just being a season, especially because of the time and place. Like maybe you had friends that were like your class friends that you randomly talk to this person like every day, but maybe you didn't even really hang out to that with them outside of school. You just like loved seeing them or maybe like in a sorority house or a college job. And I think just try to give yourself some peace that like those were awesome relationships and they were a part of that time in your life and they helped shape who you were and maybe they taught you something and they were there for you. And now you're on to another stage and there's going to be other people that come into your life that are here to teach you something else, to provide maybe new insight to provide comfort in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a failure. I don't know if that's maybe what this person's feeling. Like maybe it seems like they feel like they failed a little bit if they don't keep those friendships from college, but you're so right. It could literally just be that season of your life where the world knew you needed those people. And it's no big deal if they don't follow you into your next chapter. That does not make you a failure at all. That does not make those friendships as special as they were in that time of your life. I think that that's the beauty of life is that new people come in. You can still cherish and love those memories and still wish those people the best without being in touch all the time, without texting every day or you know meeting up and stuff. Your values change. You grow as a person. And that's not to diss on those people or to diss on yourself. Like I think that's just a part of life and we get to choose who our friends are. And you should always be choosing people that are aligning with who you are now, making you feel better about yourself. So if it happens to not be those college friends, then I would not feel bad about it at all because yeah, you could have just aligned with those people at that time because 
you were going to the same classes like Allison said, or you were going to the same events and life after college is different and it's weird trying to navigate that, but you're going to find those friends that align with what you're doing now after college. And yeah, you're going to find those people. My last little note on it before we move on to the next question is just like, I do feel like there's an awkward period. Like right after you graduate, it can be really lonely and confusing because you're kind of in that in-between or at least that's how it was for me. And then Mm -hmm. a few years after I graduated, I found like post-college Allison life. Like there's just that time where you're like, I don't know what my career is. And I think that that's probably why it is hard to make friends because people are like, wait, am I moving? Am I not moving? What job am I taking? What job am I not taking? So it can be hard to feel like things are permanent in that stage. But once you establish some grounding, then I feel like it's a good platform to you're like, yes, I actually can commit to going to these workout classes or I could commit to that part-time job or whatever. And then that's when that new circle of people will come to you. Yes. I totally resonate with that. I know like I moved home right after college and it was weird because for probably four or five months, I'm used to hanging out with my home friends. I'm at home, but they all had moved away. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to stay here that long. So I don't want to go out and make new friends because I don't want to invest in relationships that I'm just going to peace out and bounce that. So it is lonely and it can be really hard, but yeah, just know that those people will come into your life. The energy you put out is what you're going to get back. So if you put out the energy that you want to make new friends, make good connections, you're going to find those people. It may just take some time and some self-reflection. I think we can go to the next question. Thoughts on friends with benefits. I'm going overseas soon and I'm keen to meet new people. What are our thoughts, Allison? Okay. Personally, I'm a big fan of friends with benefits. I know it doesn't work for everyone, but I definitely had some friends with benefits in high school and college and it worked for me. Mm -hmm. But as someone with Capricorn Moon, I can also like put a wall up to my emotions like pretty easily, but determine that that's what that relationship is without letting it go to that next stage. And for some people that are maybe more pursuing of a relationship, then if you try to be friends with benefits with someone, you're going to be wanting more and maybe that other person isn't. Mm -hmm. So I think as long as you for sure know that it like to not take it that step further. So if things kind of start to get flirty or you're like, you're suddenly texting all the time or you're hanging out maybe more often or you're meeting the parents. That's like when things are starting to go to that relationship level. And you either need to be honest with that person or yourself of like, is this moving on to a relationship? So that way you can reel it back if that's not what you're wanting. Especially like you said, if you're going overseas and you're planning on just like being in that country or whatever for a little bit and then going home, you're like, I'm not trying to get invested. I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah, I think 100% agree with everything you said. It just needs to be communicated upfront before anything happens, exactly what you want out of this. And you need to make sure that you're listening to the other person and it's reciprocated that that is also exactly what they want. I feel like friends with benefits, the only time it goes wrong is when one person, like you said, is looking for a relationship. The other person's just looking for something fun and you did not communicate that because that's when it gets messy. So just make sure that you've communicated from the start exactly what you want out of this relationship halfway through or during the relationship. Make sure it's continuously communicated because yeah, it can be a great thing as long as you're all on the same page because you don't want to get all of a sudden, like you said, you're meeting the parents and you're like, wait, what is this? I'm confused. How did I get here? How did we get (laughs) here? Yes. And that just makes things awkward. Okay. Well, depending on your values, we all obviously have different thoughts around like sexual wellness, but I do think it is a really important aspect of our life that kind of is still a tabooed topic, but it's like you have physical health and you have your food health and you have your mental and your spiritual and your relationships with like friends and family. And those all still get love. And so 
for me, I could never do the like all or nothing of like, okay, well, I'm going to be 100% single and I'm not going to hook up with anyone ever, or I'm going to be like in this full-blown relationship. And for me, the friends with benefits kind of helped me have that middle ground of like, okay, I can still, you know, practice some sexual health while also like kind of feeling like cared for by someone for a second, but I don't have to have the commitment of actually being in a relationship with them. The same way, like, yes, you need to be healthy with like working out, but maybe you don't need to be become like a workout instructor, but that doesn't mean you're not going to like go for a walk or go for a bike ride. Like mm-hmm. I just think it helps for some people if they're okay with that, meet that middle ground so it's not an all or nothing. Yeah. I love that comparison. That That's super helpful. Okay. Amazing. Okay. And the next question says, a new friend of mine started dating my ex from years ago. Is it bad that it makes me anxious? <laughs> my face right now. I'm confused because (laughs) no, I don't feel like that's bad at all. It makes you anxious. That makes a hundred percent sense. I'm just confused. How new is this friend? Like, did they befriend you knowing they were interested in your ex? Lots of confusion on my end. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing some red flags. I personally, especially if that's a newer friend, I honestly probably wouldn't want to be friends with them because Mm -hmm. that ex of yours, like even if you're on good terms, like that was a past segment of your life that maybe you weren't hoping to resurface, whether you're in a new relationship or not. Like that's just kind of bringing up a lot of old things and feelings and emotions, even as now you're like putting this in the question box, like it's resurfacing all of that. And that probably isn't serving you well. So I think I would just like ask yourself, like, is this new friend worth it? And maybe you don't need to like cut her off, but maybe just be like, yeah, I don't think I want to be, because think about it. If you start getting closer with them, what, are you going to go on a triple date with your (laughs) new friend and your ex-boyfriend, like to a coffee shop? Are you going to double date with the person maybe you're with in them? Like, that's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be for that. There's a lot of friends out there. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that you can be friends with. I feel like you're... (laughs) inherently going to just hear conversations about that person, your ex. And it's just like, yeah, you closed that door a while ago. I don't think it needs to be reopened. I personally don't want to hear about what my ex is doing with you. Even if it's just talking about, yeah, going out. I don't know. I think you should find another friend because for me, that's a no. I'm throwing the red flag as well. Hopefully she wasn't that great or he. (laughs) Next question. What are your thoughts on marriage? How do you know if it's time to take the next step? I think this is a very funny question for Karen and I, because we are both not married, (laughs) not engaged, and we have been in relationships for a long time, Mm -hmm. live with our significant others and have pets. So if you look at it on paper, we have definitely, you know, taken a lot of those steps Mm -hmm. to where other people are probably, you know, looking at both our relationships and kind of thinking like, oh, I wonder when they're going to get engaged or married. Yes. Which is a fair question. That question definitely comes up in my personal life. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know. Leave me alone. But I think obviously it's to each their own. I kind of like that. It's just more normalized. Just live your life and not care what people think about you because I feel like people just got married really young or just really early on just because they probably cared what other people thought about their relationship and like what they were doing with their significant other. So I do like that it's kind of normalized that we can like live with our significant others and we're not married. And it's not like, look at those sinners. (laughs) Like, like, cause I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, that used to be the stigma, but I just know that I moved in with my boyfriend because I knew we were going to get married. Again, that's just my own thing. Like I would have never moved in with Connor if I didn't see a future with him and like know that he was the one. You totally can. And that's reciprocated. Yeah, and that's reciprocated. Like you and Connor have like talked about that. Yes. And you totally can move in with someone if you don't think you're going to get married. 
married. Like that's everyone do your own thing. Just for me, I knew that when we bought a house together that like it was kind of like the exact same thing as like saying I do because I don't know. That's just for me. I wanted to live with someone or, you know, make that step of moving in together with someone that I know would be in it for the long haul. So thoughts on marriage. I am in no rush. The thought of planning a wedding right now gives me anxiety. It makes me want to barf. So (laughs) I just like don't want to do that right now. And when I know that the time is right to do the whole, because it's kind of just like, you know, it's just a show, not really. I mean, marriages are awesome and like weddings are awesome and stuff, but like I'm so confident in my relationship with Connor and like I know he's the one that I don't feel the pressure to get married, to get engaged because like that's for other people. Like for me and for myself, I know my relationship is good and secure. So the marriage part, like you don't need the ring to make you feel like he's loyal to you. Exactly. Exactly. What's your thoughts? Yeah, that's super fair. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on marriage, I guess. I actually, I really enjoy the concept of marriage. Like I think it's kind of beautiful that people, you know, can commit to spending their whole life together. Granted, I don't think that there needs to be any rush. And also I don't think marriage has to be in the way that we've always thought about it. But like if you're in union with someone and you're committed to them, like that kind of is a marriage to me. And it's interesting because in some ways, if you are married, that's kind of like made the decision for you. But if you're not married yet, like every single day you wake up and you still choose to be with that person. Like I could exit and like Clay and I could break up tomorrow. Like there's nothing binding us together. Well, I mean our love, but you know what I mean? Like on paper, Mm -hmm. but like every single day we wake up and still choose to be together. So I do think that that is really beautiful on the actual wedding note. I, I have a whole lot to say about weddings. I won't get into it, but (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it's too hot of opinion that, for the podcast. No, I'm joking. Too hot of a topic right now. <laughs> but I love the idea of a long engagement. I think that there's this stigma, like when someone asks the question of, will you marry me? That it's almost like immediately people are like, okay, when's the wedding? Mm-hmm. And when did it turn into this like, boom, you're engaged. Now you're planning. Then you have the wedding. I am all on board with like, honestly, like a five-year engagement. Like if Clay wanted to propose this year or next year to, you know, take us to that next level. I do like the idea of not being able or being able to say like, yes, this is my fiance, not just my boyfriend. Because we are kind of beyond the point of being like, yeah, that's just my boyfriend. Like there needs to be more words involved. (laughs) Like boyfriend could also be someone you met like a week ago. So true. What's the word between boyfriend and fiance? Like there needs to be something... Yeah, you're so right. A little more serious. I guess like partner, but even partner could be just, that could be your married partner or yeah, this is weird. Yeah. So I kind of like would like to be in, I guess I'm like probably ready to be engaged, but I am not ready to be married. But I feel like people have joined that into being one thing. Mm -hmm. And I just think like when your fiance is like, that seems like such a cute stage that you're never going to get back. Like once you're married, you're married. You're so right. You don't get that. I love that. I don't get that in-between time back. Yeah. And that time, like I want people to actually enjoy being fiancés without it just being about planning a wedding. That's like, so Enjoy true. being engaged. I was just thinking that when you said that, I'm like, think about a two or three year engagement. You can have a year and a half of just being engaged and like being lovey-dovey. And then you can have that other year and a half of like kind of being a little more stressed out. But you don't want the whole time to be stressed out planning the wedding. Oh. So 
I am all of a sudden, I am on board with that too. You've just convinced me. Not that I ever wasn't on board. I just had never thought about it. But I do like that. It's so true. And I think the guys need to hear that too, if that's something that you're okay with. Because I explained that to Clay because he definitely thought too, like, oh my gosh, if I propose to you, we're immediately going to get married. Yeah. And I was like, oh, babe, seriously, like if you propose, we can take three, five, seven years to get married. Like, I don't care. There is no pressure on that. And I feel like he probably has a sense of relief. Like, okay, cool. It's not immediately like, I'm going to buy you this ring. And immediately I've got to come up with XYZ grand to pay for this wedding. That is so true. It goes down for you. Wow. I've never heard this spoken about. So I just love that we you brought that up. That's awesome. I 100% agree. Sweet. Okay. Next question. How to be more independent in a relationship, but also show your partner that they're first. Interesting choice of words. I don't like the word first there because I think yourself should be first. Your partner should still be like up there, but like you should be putting yourself first and your partner should be an asset to your life. Mm -hmm. I think this is a hard one, especially with love languages. I don't know, I'm making an assumption here, but maybe that person that you're talking about, maybe their love language is quality time and they just feel loved by you from spending a lot of quality time with you. But as a person, we all need alone time. And maybe maybe that's where this struggle is coming from. Maybe that person feels the most loved by you by spending that quality time together. But you're like, I need to recharge my batteries, like resuscitate myself by being alone. So I think that's just, I feel like at the root of that is just a communication thing. Maybe you just need to communicate to this person that there are times of the day where you just want to be alone and maybe you can schedule something to do alone. Maybe that's go to workout class or scheduling a walk. I don't know. I feel like you just need to make sure that you're setting aside time for yourself because maybe if you live with this person, you are just spending a lot of time together because I don't know that you are living together all the time. But I don't know. I feel like you just need to communicate that you like alone time, but you still love that person. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I guess I was kind of viewing this from the other angle of maybe this person's love language is quality time and they really have been over like really invested in their partner and now they're starting to be like maybe I would like a sense of independence Mm. and self so I think it's good that you answered from that angle in case that's the situation and for other people out there and then me seeing it from this angle I think making sure that you have your own interests like let's say you like to go to this particular gym you and your partner don't have to have the same gym membership. Mm -hmm. If your family asks you to come over for dinner, your partner doesn't need to come every time. If you're going to go to the grocery store, you can go by yourself. If your partner, you know, wants to hang out with their friends, let them go. I think it's very important that you do have your own time with your own family without your partner around because it does change the dynamic. Like if me and my mom go to lunch, it's a vibe is one type of way. And if me, my mom, and Clay go out to lunch, the vibe is a different type of way. They're both awesome, but they are different. And it's important to have those one-on-one times with other people without always being like in tow with your significant other. Yeah. And once you're in a committed relationship, I feel like the norm is to just do everything together, especially with that family tie-in, like you just said. But yeah, it should be normal to be able to just go home for a weekend by yourself or go to your grandma's for lunch and not bring your partner. I 100% agree. Like, Make sure that your partner is okay with that, setting that expectation because yes, I a thousand percent think that that should be okay. 
Yeah. And at first their family might ask like that was definitely the case in my situation because it is normal. And so, you know, let's say Clay goes to his Sunday family dinner and I'm not there out of total kindness and compassion. His parents are like, oh, you know, where's Allison? And so it kind of put Clay in a bad spot at first to have to be like, oh, you know, she just kind of wanted Sunday night by herself. (laughs) And then that kind of made me feel bad. But I'm like, you know, I just, I want him to still have his own relationship with his family. And so I think it's important to just communicate and be like, you know, she absolutely loves you guys. She can't wait to be here next time. But like tonight she needed to go to that yoga class or do her own thing and make sure that it's not framed as like personal. Yeah. It's not that I didn't, I don't love them and didn't want to like go to dinner. I just like had my own thing to do. Exactly. And our last question, how to accept a friendship is ending. This always sucks. I feel for you. I'm sorry that you're in this weird spot where you feel like this friendship's ending. That's never fun. And there's always like a multitude of reasons for why a friendship could be ending. It could be something that you did or that person did. Also, it could just be not personal on both ends. I think kind of like we just said in maybe the first or second question we answered, people grow apart. People move on to different seasons of their life. And I don't know. I don't think it has to be someone's fault or someone's doing. If you see a friendship ending, I think just walk away with grace. Don't say anything that you're going to regret saying. I think if you can leave on a light note and just know that that person is growing apart and it has nothing to do with you and you're just going to accept that and I don't know, let the friendship come to an end, I feel like is always the best way to handle these things. Like I've had friendships end where we just kind of, I don't know, we don't blow up in each other. We don't like say this is ending because it's your fault or you did this. Like, I don't know. I think life is short. We don't need to take any, yeah, don't take anything personally. Like that person could just be growing in a different way. And I think years down the road, once you can look back at that friendship and like evaluate and see why it ended, you're going to understand, but it's going to be really hard right now. And it might hurt your feelings and it, it might hurt their feelings. But I don't know. I think in the end, it all makes sense. Totally agree. And I do think that there's a difference between like a friendship growing apart and like a friendship breakup where there was like a specific act of betrayal or trust or like something really happened and just naturally kind of like fading away. I do think the natural fade away is like definitely better because then if you know, life and circumstances change, you can always come back around and it's not super awkward and you've got to get over this blow up that you had. But I think it's a good time to also just like evaluate kind of like all the friendships in your life and that, you know, if all of your, I don't want to, I don't know, like if this person was maybe your only friend, it might really shine here if you're like, oh my gosh, I put so much time and effort into this one person and they're like really my only friend and that can make you feel so lonely and it can be a good learning lesson that it is just important to have quite a few people in your circle so that way, you know, life happens Some things are, a lot of things are out of our control that that way, if a friendship falling apart or breakup is happening, you do have other people that you can lean on and go to. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, if you are going through a friend breakup, it is totally okay to be upset about that. I know that when I had my big friend breakup that has come up on this podcast a few times, I had people being like, ah, she sucked anyways. And it's just like, I know you're trying to be helpful, but like that person really didn't suck. Like that's not, you know, like you can be upset about that. Like don't let other people be like, you know what? It was better for you. Like it's glad or it's a good thing that you guys moved on. It's like, you know, like if you broke up with someone, like would you be like, your boyfriend sucked anyways or your girlfriend sucked anyways? No, you wouldn't say that. So I think same goes for friendships. If you're going through that, you are totally allowed to feel those feelings, be upset about it. Just know that it gets better. You will see the light at the end of the tunnel and 
with one door closed, another door opens, like Allison's saying, like maybe it's time to find other friends that you can lean into or make a new friend. And maybe your values are going to line up a million times more than it's the other friend. I don't know. Friendships come and go. That's just the nature of life. So I would just not get too upset or just don't say anything that you're going to regret saying if that person's bringing it. Yeah, was, yeah. that was... Totally what I was just going to say is like, you can never take those words back. So just be very careful about what you do decide to say. Yeah. And let that person say what they're going to say. You do not need to go low. Like whatever, Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high, whatever that quote is. Like, just do it. It's a lot easier said than done. And if your friendship breakup is happening, if they want to break up with you or whatever, say something, they do something that upsets you, please give it 24 hours. 24 hour rule is real. Let yourself process the emotion. Give it like a week. Give it time because that time that you're going to sit and, you know, feel your emotions is going to give you time to rationally think about what you're going to say and like not hurt that person's feeling. If they want to hurt your feelings, let them go off. Do not bite back. Trust me, it's not worth it. Don't fight fire with fire. Let that person, you know, go off at you and just be the bigger person and just say like, thank you for that input. I wish you well. I have nothing to say. The end. Absolutely. And I would probably try to advise from putting anything like on the internet. I mean, in the same way, you know, when people break up in a romantic relationship, like if you say those mean things to them one-on-one, like that's hurtful. But to say something online is just a whole nother level of low to me. It's like, just say something to my face, I guess. Like the people on the internet don't know the backstory. Like there's no reason to, I don't know, air your dirty laundry in a negative way about someone. Or if that person's doing that to you, I would just like let them, like Kara said, let them be low and don't give into that and start more drama because you will definitely regret it down the line. Sending you love, hoping that you're going to get through that. And with all the situations, we're sending you guys the best energy. We're glad that you guys can come to us, share how you're feeling. We hope that anything we said resonated with you guys. If it did, feel free to share this episode with a friend, with a family member. Um, the best way you grow the pod. Or on your stories yes. and enter the Hot Girl Walk giveaway that we've still got going on. That will be live until June 30th. Screenshot the podcast or take a picture of you on the walk or you with a friend, you in the car, whatever you want to do. It helps the show grow. So we very much appreciate you guys sharing. Yes. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.